Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Hi everyone, this is Naomi. Welcome to another episode here at the Planners on Purpose podcast. I hope you're doing well today. I know I am, despite probably a little bit of a cold coming on. I'm here in Wisconsin and everybody seems to be getting sick and I don't know, it might be coming to my house, but hopefully not. Hopefully I'm taking all of the things to avoid sickness, but I kind of feel a little something. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully I can avoid that. But I wanted to talk to you today about decision mastery for event professionals or event planners and how we can break free from the fatigue that we get when we are in a constant state of making decisions. So if you're in a position where you are constantly making decisions every single day, which I think event planners, we always are making decisions. And for those that are leading others in this event industry, we also are making constant decisions for our events, right? So and many times when we make those decisions, we end up getting to a point at the very end of our days that it's just hard. It's hard to make another decision. Our brain ends up being in fog. And really, when you make decisions all the time throughout your day, it puts a lot of pressure on your mental faculty. And so what we need to do is be able to really balance that out throughout our day. And the pressure that we do have on our mental also affects the stress that we go through throughout our day as well. It is a form of stress making those decisions. Just think about it. When someone comes to you for a decision, typically it's a problem (laughs) that you have to solve, right? So you're digging deep, figuring out that problem, and then giving back some direction for that person to move forward. And even before you start to make that decision, you probably are faced with, oh my gosh, the severity of whatever the problem is, right? So if there's a problem like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden we have to rebook about 20 people because they aren't able to get to the destination. What should we do, right? It's it's the whole anxiety, that immediate anxiety of, oh my goodness, this is happening right now. And then from there, having to sort through the motion, put that aside, figure out what that next step is for that person. All of that can be in the form of the stressors and that happen throughout your day. So when you stack one on top of another, on top of another, it definitely puts us in a mental fatigue by the end of the day. And we definitely collect all this mental clutter as we go through the day too. Not to mention before we complete our day or, you know, some of that mental clutter goes into the next day as well. So it's things that aren't always resolved. We have to follow up or make sure that things got done. So there's always this kind of 
in the back of your mind or something that's always there (laughs) reminding you you're waking up in the middle of the night. Some people can't sleep because you are have that mental clutter in your head because of decisions that you have to make and follow up on. So I want to give you some tips that I do in order to make decisions go better for me throughout my day. And I'm hoping that this helps you as you are making decisions in your day as well. Some of these are definitely things that we can take a look at when it comes to our events. And some of them can be more managerial level to help you if you're leading teams as well. So the first thing that I wanted to really say, (laughs) and you probably hear this a lot from me, is to make sure that we're taking regular breaks throughout our day, right? So making sure that in our calendar, we have space for our breaks. So if at 10 o'clock, you need to step away from your desk and go on a quick walk, schedule that time within your day. I would just say for Maybe for every couple hours of work, you you get up and you move around. Some people might advocate for every hour you you do something for maybe five minutes. However, you need to refresh yourself. Make sure that you're scheduling that time in your calendar. Now, how does this relate to decision fatigue and breaking free of that? Well, when you take regular breaks, it helps you to reset your mind, especially if you're getting out into nature, you come back, you have like a a blank slate to be able to process again. It really just helps you to get a lot of that mental clutter that you do have going on, allows you to sort it out, to just get it out of your system before you come back and able to take on a little bit more. So it's very helpful for you to take breaks. Another thing that I would say was helpful for me that I hope is helpful for you, cluster the decisions that I have to make into a particular segment of my day, right? It's very helpful to cluster our times. So especially when you're in a position where you have nothing but like nothing but the problems coming to your desk because maybe you're a, a leader manager, director, or maybe you're just the lead planner and um, you have a team, but really they need you for all of those big decisions that need to be made. Pretty much you're getting some of those top tier challenges and problems that you need to sort out. And many of those, it's better to for me to have them all clustered together instead of sporadically throughout my day. So I would have a set time that I would go into, let's say, my email where most of those problems are occurring and really just try to cluster those. I like to do sorting, different types of sort sorting of my email or sorting of the problems in order to really tackle those problems in a way that's going to be very systematic. And many times it can be like by the person. Sometimes you, you get people that like to email you about every single thing. They don't put it in one email, it comes in the form of 20 emails. So instead of uh, really just constantly reaching back out to that person, I probably will just sit down with all those person's questions 
and then go ahead and take care of all those questions at a particular point of the day. It allows me to just kind of be in the space of decision making. And many of the questions I might find are interrelated. So it makes it easier for me to get back to them. Another way that I like to sort things out is by the event, right? So if you have some type of client number, or if it is the event name, many times when people are emailing, they probably would reference those things in the title. And many, many companies like to make sure that when you're referring to a particular event or things like that, perhaps just have that number or the event name in the title so you know exactly what it's about. So it's helpful if you're, if you have that process in mind that you can sort it by that name. That way you have for all those particular events, the questions related to that event. And that really helps you too, to just start answering questions for, you know, for the sales summit that's coming up and you just sort it by sales summit and go ahead and dig in and answer the questions, right? And those, that usually helps for me as well when I sort it and when I try to work by the person. So I usually like to do things like that because typically what happens when you're, let's say, working on one particular task, right? So you're knee deep in a project, you're creating some type of presentation, right? For a client. Then all of a sudden we have Diana that's coming in and she's asking you about some type of problem related to an event. But then in the same, you know, second, you have someone else asking about a completely different event. It means that you have to task switch, which means you open up one email, you answer that question. And then for you to actually switch your brain, right, to a totally different subject matter, it takes a lot of energy for you to do that. And in some cases, it can take up to 20 to 30 minutes, especially if you're switching from project to project, it can take you that long in order to just get acclimated to, let's say, in a particular project. So it's really tough for you to do that. That is the reason why I really like clustering things and um, working on it that way. So I hope that makes sense and I hope that helps you. Another tip is to make decisions very quickly. Event planners, we're in a position that we are pretty much the all stop. We are the person that knows everything, or at least people think we do. And it's really important to to make decisions quickly so that all of the different um, people that are feeding into you can do what they need to do. So that comes down to your, your hotel suppliers. It comes down to, you know, DMCs, your speakers, everything, all of these different entities are needing questions or they're needing answers from you. And if you can get them answers as soon as you can, or at least get them a partial answer to get them started, it will be helpful and it will just allow people to be able to do their work. So again, sometimes the buck stops with us and as planners, and it's really important for us to just keep things moving right along. So making decisions quickly giving them a little something to keep them going is going to be very helpful to just keep the flow of the event going as well. Okay, so the next thing is to make sure to point to a resource if your team already has it. Now, what I've noticed when we when we are very busy, especially when our teams are very busy and we are too, many times the default is to 
ask questions instead of finding the answer. And I know that's it's kind of tough to say, but it really does happen. So many times you will have members of your team, they are also busy. And instead of finding the answer, which is available to them, they'll come to you for that little small question. And it probably comes in the form of quick question. Do you know, you know, X, Y, and Z, or do you know the number for this? Those little quick questions can be highly annoying and they also can really be highly distracting. So sometimes it's important to just point that team member back to the resource. And as simple as that, because what then what you're doing, you're training them to be able to know where to go for that information instead of their default always being asking you the question. And the only reason why I say that is because sometimes the people that do ask questions like that, they'll be asking the same question over and over and over again for different types of events. They never absorb and retain the information and they actually, you know, just need a little bit of redirecting so that they get the behavior set up pointing to the right thing so that they can learn and it be default that they know what they should do in a particular situation. So I hope that I said that and that wasn't too offensive, but it does happen. And it's just really important for um, people to be able to know where to go for some of the answers. And that kind of leads me to the next thing. It's to set up processes in SOPs, standard operating procedures for, let's say, either your event or if you're working through an event workflow, setting up these processes and procedures and troubleshooting documents for if something does go wrong and so that your team does know how to actually triage certain problems, especially if they're frequent problems that come up, they know how to handle them. Because many times, if we don't know exactly how to handle them, or maybe it's different for each client or different for each event, nobody ever knows the standard, right? And if that standard isn't out there, then they they don't know and they do have to come to you. So it's really helpful to provide some sort of a documentation to say, hey, if something happens, here's what the answer is and here's the response that we can give them, right? So it's really just setting up your team for success when they meet these challenges so that they are equipped to be able to answer whatever they need to do on their end instead of coming to you. So that I believe was the last one. I do have more, but I wanted to keep this at a certain time frame. I really hope that this was very helpful and that it helps you to take hold of that decision-making, practice decision mastery, and truly break free from the fatigue that comes from all of these decisions that we make throughout our day as event professionals. So thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to the next episode. And until then, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.